0: hi everyone welcome and welcome back to the stream welcome back to the podcast my name is monica and i'm here with my lovely co-host glenn say hi glenn
1: hi hi everyone and
0: we are back for another episode of i've been meaning to watch that uh we're so happy that you guys are here today here with us today we're going to talk about some bad movies we watched in the year 2021 mm-hmm. but before we get into that we're going to start with our first segment which is can't wait to watch we talk about TV shows and movies that we are cannot wait to see that are coming up in the near future. And I'm just going to start off with uh, the book of Boba Fett because it's coming out soon. And I'm very, very excited for it. I can't wait to see it. We've uh, been waiting for a while. I love how they, like, sprinkled the little teaser that it was coming at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, but they didn't announce it when they were announcing all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's coming. December 29th is the first episode. I cannot wait to see it. And I know that after the Boba Fett comes out, I believe that... Um, I believe that after Boba Fett comes out, they'll start working on The Mandalorian Season 3, which yeah, I cannot probably. wait to see as well.
1: You know, you already know the chokehold that the Boba Fett series is going to have over everyone.
2: Yeah.
0: I am excited for that. I cannot wait to see it. And I also want to say that, like, I don't know if this is uh, confirmed or not, but somebody... there's an article somewhere that said that Sebastian Stan is going to be in The Mandalorian Season 3. And if that's true... I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see my man's there. Hello, King. But if it's not true, then forget I said it. Forget I said anything if that's not true. But I'm very excited. I'm very excited for all the Star Wars stuff. It's going to be coming out soon. Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, a Boba Fett. I, mm-hmm. We're about to have our day. We're about to have our heyday, and I can't wait.
1: Oh, thank goodness, honestly. When they didn't announce anything at Disney Day, I was getting really worried. I was getting yeah. really worried. I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to make us wait until like 2023 to have something, are they?
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot like, um, I don't know. I think that Disney is so secretive sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes like a lot of the stuff that we learn about what's going on in Disney are like rumors, like speculation. And so you got to like try and like figure out how to weed through all of that. But I am very excited to see what's going to be coming next. Yeah. So well, Glenn, sorry.
1: Yeah, over here um the first just because it's still in the disney realm um tickets for spider-man no way home went on sale yesterday and as you know they i mean like not everywhere but in a lot of big cities sold out in like minutes um so very excited for that because it's now only like two-ish weeks away so everyone's getting really hyped very excited um other than that the other thing i have to say i haven't seen it yet because my friend wants to watch it with me and they're like impossible to schedule anything with house of gucci i know mm. it is still on my list i'm hearing so many amazing things about it i'm trying to avoid any spoilers or any like major plot points um but i'm so dying to see it i'm going to see it as soon as i can as soon as i can
0: we really do need to explore how effortlessly lady gaga has become an actress and just like assimilated to her like
1: as she should
0: yeah like she's been killing it lately and I am a little interested in watching Hasaguchi. I am a little I was a little turned off by it at first, but now I'm kind of intrigued. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I'll go see it if yeah. I if I, you know.
1: Also just uh oh, like you mentioned Lady Gaga. The fact like if you had said in like 2010 that Lady Gaga was going to be like an award winning actress, like a professional, not goofy comedy, like, but like a serious, serious actress, nobody would have mm-hmm. believed you. And then here we are.
2: Here we are.
0: And those people who wouldn't believe me, they were wrong.
1: Yeah. And they love the movie too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see, but I have no idea what it's about, to be honest. Like, I have no idea. I didn't even know she was in this movie until, um, until I saw that video on TikTok of her being like, I do not condone murder, but right. I do and mm-hmm. I do love female empowerment. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like, okay, okay. Mm,
1: I think I only realized she was in it because I went to see a different movie I forget why and like a trailer for House of Gucci was there and like obviously like she's listed and she was in the trailer. And that's when I knew that she was in it.
0: Nice. We'd love to see it. Okay. Coolio. Great. Other
1: than that, like the year's kind of winding down. so Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I'm excited to see is just a lot of things that have just been announced. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that people like follow through on it. Like there was one um, show that I really want to see. It's called Send Help. It's a dark comedy uh, in the works at AMC Networks. And I'm interested to see it because the actor who's going to be, like, the lead role in it, his name is jean Ellie, and he played uh, Issa's gay brother on the show. And I think this is one of my major, like, <clears throat> criticisms I have about Insecure, is that, like, okay, you have a gay brother, but where is he? You know, mm-hmm. like, I understand the show is about Issa, but I would like to see him a little bit more. And I'm not going to lie, like, if in season two, Issa moved in with her brother instead of moving in, with the guy that beatboxed in her ear in the club, then that would have made more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. why are you bunking with a dude that you're not even dating, that you haven't been friends with, that you haven't talked to in so long? Why don't you live with your brother? Like, mm. that would have been better because that way we would have gotten to know him better. We would have interacted with, with him more. And he's funny. Like, he's obviously a great actor, even though he has, like, 10 lines per season. He's obviously a very talented person. I just wish that, like, he was utilized a little bit more in the show. You know what I mean? But- I hope that this show gets picked up for real because a lot of times like you see on Deadline a lot of interesting shows are announced and then like nobody buys them or it's not like you know brought in like they film the pilot and then the rest of the season is funded it follows through it gets canceled. I want this show to do well like I do want this show to do well it looks interesting.
1: Yeah yeah cross your fingers I guess.
0: Yeah that's what I'm doing and crossing my toes and I also saw that Pen Fifteen is going to end with season two, part two. I didn't know they did parts for their seasons, but that does uh, that does make me want to go watch the show now because I was kind of hesitant to watch it, not for any like particular reason, just because I have a lot of shows I want to watch and I don't watch them because I'm bad at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely going to try and like check it out and see what it's giving, see how interesting it is.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, nice. So there's still right. a little bit to look forward to. Yeah, there is.
0: You know, we're going into the new year, so um, a lot of stuff, a lot of new things are going to be announced for the new year. And, you know, like, December movies are all, like, franchise films or, like, just romance comedies, or kind of, like, throwaway films, and that period between January and, like, uh, January, February, March is, like, when things are coming back, not really when things are, like, being new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it yeah. is a bit, things have died down a bit, but, you know, there'll Definitely be some interesting stuff coming in the new year for mm-hmm. sure. For sure, so we can get started with what we came here to talk about today, which is the worst movies we've seen in 2021. And I i want to start with uh, the movie I saw,
2: okay, because
0: I succumbed to peer pressure. Oh, no, and I was, I you know, <laughs> all right, so speed it out, speed it no, out. <laughs> okay, don't rush me. Okay, I want to talk about Malcolm and Marie. I want to say about Malcolm and Marie, and I'm not gonna defend it. I'm not gonna do the thing that people do when they're like, you know, it was a great film, the acting, the writing, da, 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 da. I'm not making excuses. I'm not doing none of that. I'm gonna be very upfront, very honest with you. First of all, I saw the movie poster. I was like, no, no, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Zendaya? is 24 25 around my age mm. she was too young to be playing this character marie this movie is about a couple and they're breaking up and they fight the whole time and it's a black and white blah 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 i don't care i love john david washington i do i think he's a great actor Zendaya is an amazing actor does it make sense for her to be in this role no it is about a couple that has been together for a long time i know black don't crack but it don't crack like that all um. right, Zendaya is playing a high schooler, and then she's playing a married woman. Girl, why are you lying to us? I know acting is when you take on different roles, da, 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 whatever. Zendaya, you look like you're 18. Oh, right? yeah. How
1: is she playing a 16-year-old in February, and then yeah. in May, she's 37? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. This is your fault, Sam Levison. I didn't forget Euphoria, okay?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not watching that show. Y'all can't pay me to watch that show. Y'all can't, well, you could pay me to watch it. Yeah. Actually, if, if anyone would like to pay us to watch, watch the show. <laughs> if you cash out me $100, I will watch Euphoria. I will, I will watch it, but I'm not gonna watch it on my own volition because I don't wanna watch it because like I already have my own beef with Euphoria and we don't have to get into that. Mm. All I want to say is that this movie was obviously set up to win to they her Oscar. Yep. It was obviously set up to make her like, she took on this role because she wants to be a serious actress. She's leaving the Disney stuff behind. She wants people to look at her with like, you know, because like she's also doing Spider-Man and I know like, I love her in Spider-Man. You're a great girl. You're doing wonderful things. And I understand like, when I watched the movie, I was, is the acting good? Yes. Like, it's so, it's not like, Also, I'm tired of men making films where it's obvious that they're putting a lot of their own personal problems within the film when you could have put it in a journal. A lot of the things that are in this film need to be in a therapist's notebook because why? Why are you taking the things that you've not processed and worked through and putting into a work of is putting into art like I understand art is like something people use to process their trauma and get through things and like self-actualize whatever but it's like a marriage story you know with that guy he made that movie marriage story with like Adam Driver and yeah like, mm-hmm. um ScarJo, the lady who wants to be a tree, but turns out he's not really a nice person in real life. So then you make this movie to try and make you seem sympathetic. You don't look sympathetic. You look stupid, you look desperate, you look dumb, all right? Men will do everything but go to therapy. You will make an entire film about the things that you need to work through and things that you need to fix within your own self instead of simply sitting down on somebody's couch and possibly getting pro- subscribed Lexapro something.
1: I don't know,
0: sir, this
1: was not like- I will though, I will admit though, I will admit though, that is, that is an interesting tactic, okay? When someone addresses the fact, you know, someone talked to the director, was like, maybe you need therapy. He was like, what do I need therapy for? And then he literally listed an entire movie's worth of information, which is exactly why he needs therapy. Uh And he was like, for that?
2: Uh No, see, it's it's that
1: sarcasm. You're like, I don't have a problem. It's almost funny. It's almost right. You can make an in-depth, detailed um like cinematograp uh wait, cinematographic movie about every single problem that you need to deal with in your life.
0: Yeah.
1: But you're not gonna deal with any of the problems.
0: Yeah. Also, like I have a problem with having a black director or writer write a film about something that is obviously tied to his own personal trauma, but it's conveyed through black people. Why? Are Black people the only instruments you see able to properly convey traumatic events and toxic behaviors? Is that why? Because literally anybody else could play these roles. I'm sure Amy Adams was probably, Amy Adams would have been so much better for this. Amy Adams and any other white man, any white man, there are so many of them. I don't have to name none of them, literally any of them. Like, nothing is Black art or like Black actors. Obviously, I love diversity, but... If you're creating a film about a toxic relationship that is tied to your own personal drama and you want to use black people as the instruments to convey your trauma, I need to ask you what kind of black art are you can, are watching and consuming that makes you think that black people are the perfect instruments for this to tell your story? Because I'm telling you right now, I've watched a lot of real housewives and any of those girls could have done it better. Absolutely. And they fit the age gap better, too. So, Absolutely. what's up? You have Zendaya doing crack in high school and then yelling at this man in like a freaking nightgown like what's going on here you know like also like she Zendaya is just young she's young I'm sure Zendaya's been through a lot of things I've been through a lot of things in my young life but like I have not been through enough where I'm a 40 year old woman on the inside no 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 if you want to have a black actress in this role playing this man's wife Nicole Bahari Oh, is a phone call away absolutely Agent naomi king is a phone call away Taylor T- is a phone call away Tayona paris do you know only one black actress is that yes it?
1: Is that's that literally it it's literally it hmm. okay would you,
0: <laughs> would you like to say anything about because <laughs>
1: i've
0: completely dragged
1: it through the mud um i refused to watch <sighs> it i saw the poster yeah. i read like the synopsis of what it was about i was like one I don't really like diving into that in general, like I rarely watch something that's like difficult to watch unless there's like a definite purpose behind it, you know. Like I'm not gonna watch something about like a toxic relationship falling apart unless it's going to like give me new insight, you know, I'm not just going to yeah. watch it just to watch it. And it didn't look like it was going to, and based off of what everyone said, uh, I was right, so I was like respectfully, no no thanks
2: yeah
0: yeah like this isn't um this isn't eternal sunshine of the spotless mind this isn't the examination of a toxic relationship in a way that we haven't seen it before there are plenty of films about toxic relationships and there are plenty of films in black and white like i don't know what you were trying to do but you didn't do what you thought you you know so sam i would say stick to euphoria but i don't even want to see that no more so how (laughs) about we find something else to do all right how about we find something else to do? Thank you very much. From now on, please cast people for the correct, like, like you're casting a married woman, cast older women for the role. Okay, let me tell you something. When actresses turn 30, they are not defunct and useless. Mm-hmm. All right, baby? You have all these 50, 60, 70-year-old men ha- playing the romantic counterparts of 20-year-old women. I'm Tired. Stop it. Stop. Stop. You're gross. You're absolutely. nasty. That's it. All right,
2: Glenn,
1: tell us about one of the worst movies you see this year. Well, um, since we've already brought it up on this podcast before, I, I'll just start with this one. Gervin Hansen, I refuse. I refuse. Absolutely refuse. By far. So one, it was a movie wow. musical. Movie musicals yeah. already struggle
2: to be good like they yeah.
1: struggle to actually not be cringe and there are very few movie musicals that have come out in the 21st century that have succeeded um mm-hmm. and this was not one of them this mm-hmm. actually i feel like this movie set back mu- movie musicals by about 50 years mm-hmm. um, so one we need to address the fact that like the source material isn't it's amazing to good. Begin with. isn't mm-hmm. amazing to begin with i understand because i I enjoyed Gervin Hansen. Like the first time like I watched the actual like performance, probably in like what was that? Like, 2017, 2018. I remember enjoying it. Like it was mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was a sad story, um, a little bit like all over the place, but like, you know, I was enjoying it. But I also was like a teen. Mm-hmm. But now, like going back, watching the movie, re-watching the show, or not the show, like the the production, I'm like, how did this this one, Tony, this show? And it baffles me and watching the movie it just reconfirms everything that I think is wrong about the about the entire premise about everything um I can dive in uh, Evan Hansen is a terrible main character, he never learns anything all of his actions actions get justified, not so much in the musical but way about completely completely in the movie um it's a little bit gross i know that they they use ben platt it's argued because his father was the director um yeah and it's nepotism
0: it's it's the killer of creativity it's
1: gross already there yeah Um, but also the fact that how old is ben platt he's like 27 28. he's too damn old yeah and he's playing a 16 year old and it would be like it's one thing when like netflix does it because like all the actors are around the same age and all of them are pretending to be sixteen, but no, we have it's like a twenty-seven-year-old like, actor yeah. whose like female interest is like actually like a nineteen-year-old actress. So yeah, like,
0: like Caitlyn and also Amanda, mm-hmm. she is a bit older, but she looks young. Like you notice how all the adults in the film can very easily kind of look like high schoolers, and Ben Platt looks like someone's father. Yeah. Like you look like a teacher, sir. Absolutely. What do
1: we do? so yeah gross we hated it i feel like i don't really need to hammer that home because Mm. the internet pretty much agrees it's a pretty much universal voice um that this was a terrible movie
0: yeah yeah i also want to say that like the the musical like i also was a fan of the musical and like i'm a sucker for like sad musicals i am Mm. but the writers of the musical dear Evan hansen they said that they made this musical based off of their own friend who took their own life and there are people in a personal life that spoke up and said they didn't even know that person that took their own life so for them to make a whole musical about this is ironic in itself because the musical dear evan hansen is about a kid who fell out of a tree because he was sad and then this guy connor bullied him and signed his cast his name on the cast really big and then everyone just assumed that they were friends and connor took his own life and then evan decided to lie to everybody so he could get close to the dad because he doesn't have a dad get close to his sister because he's in love with his sister and then lie to everybody and create this whole thing so that he will seem like Connor was his friend and he's having anxiety of course he may have anxiety outside the situation but a lot of anxiety drew from the lies he was telling Mm. in the scenario that he built and then also this man built a whole charity organization based off of a lie and he didn't think for one second to think that hey I have a Black friend. If I defrauded people out of their money and lie to a school, do you know who else is going to get in trouble? My Black friend right here, because I live in an affluent white community. Hello? You think mm. I didn't notice that she was the only Black person in the play? Hello? Hi, people who made The Greatest Showman? What's going on here? Hi, hello? Yeah. And then to put that in the movie, it's just like, also, it didn't help. Like, the wig didn't help. They wanted to, like, de him with CGI. That would not have helped, because de Like, the CGI they're going to do to his face made him look like he was a fetus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. And also, Ben Platt being, like, there are haters out there. There are people who are bullies, and they're being mean. Like, this is my role. This is who I'm meant to play. Anybody else... There, was, there were so many other people that played Dear Hanson after he got off Broadway, like so many other people. Jordan Fisher played Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and Jordan Fisher would have been great to play Dear Evan Hansen in the film as well. Yeah. Because he's a Broadway actor. He's a Hollywood actor. Also, Jordan Fisher looks like he could be in high school
2: mm-hmm. and
0: he's a better actor than Ben Platt. There, I said it. And he's a better better singer too. There, I said it. And what? Yeah. Who's going to fight me? Not Ben Platt because I know he can't fight. All right. I know you can't just You never had to fight for anything because your daddy hands you everything. Same with Benny Fieldstein. I love you, girl, but... We're not gonna ignore nepotism, all right? I love you though, I love you house down, boots down, the house down, (laughs) glory hallelujah. But I'm not gonna ignore nepotism, okay? So yeah, Ben Platt, like you're not, you're not destined to play Jeremy Henson. You, the role could have gone to anyone else. The role could have gone to somebody else. It did not have to go to you. You're not that special. You're not that creative, you're not that different. You look like any other boy that walks into an audition room, to any Hollywood movie during pilot season in LA, Los Angeles. Maybe not in Atlanta, but in L.A., definitely. So, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Movie,
0: movie musicals in of themselves are kind of a mess.
1: Yeah, they do tend to be.
0: Yeah. Like, I like a few of them, but some of them just, they don't, you know, they're meant for Christmas time. You know what I mean? It's like, when you're with the family and you're like hanging out, like, oh, let's watch this movie musical whatever. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I totally... I'm glad that you brought Dear Evan Hansen, because I wasn't
1: going to. I was afraid that you weren't going to, and I didn't want to let this slide. I didn't want to let this slide. No, no, absolutely not. Also, this is just a side note. This is just for all Uh the, the real thespians out there that like love diving into musicals and theories, you cannot convince me that the song Sincerely Me wasn't a direct ripoff of the song The Me Inside of Me from Heather's. And Heather's did it mm. a million times better because it played into the story and it yeah. worked perfectly with the style of comedy and the dark humor that was mixed in there. And in Dear Van Hansen, it's literally the odd song out. It doesn't fit in with any yeah. of the music. Yeah. You literally just saw that Heather's, because Heather's was out like about a year ish, year and a half ish before um it was really popular and everyone loved that song so you literally just saw a really good song it's literally the exact concept writing a letter from a dead person's perspective puppeteering them to make them seem like a better person like that's a very specific concept and the Mm -hmm. fact that two musicals did it in the exact same style two years after each other and one of those musicals it fits seamlessly into the story and the other one it's the odd song out I'm just saying that's very suspicious.
0: Yeah, it's like, like Dear Evan Hansen is like listening to kind of like a very sad indie album. And then out of nowhere, there's like a Bo Burnham song in there. And you're like, huh?
1: What's this doing here? Exactly. What? It, it doesn't belong. It doesn't, it doesn't
2: belong.
0: fit. And when I used to like listen to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack like every single day, because I did that when I like new musicals. or so like mm-hmm. listen to the songs every day. I would take Sincerely Me out of it because it cuts
1: the flow. Does it fit well? Yeah, this isn't next to normal. Okay, you can't. Yeah. Pull, you can't pull that like half dark humor, half cutting mental health, half like on drug. You like no, no.
0: Also, it's not funny when like I understand like the two people who wrote it. They're both gay, but like there's a line in the song where like this um, connection goes beyond your average kind of bond, mm-hmm. but not because they're gay. No, not because they're gay. We're close, but not that way. The only man I ever loved is my dad. It's like, okay, but why did you bring that up? No one thought y'all were Yeah. No one thought that.
1: It's very And no fair, one would have thought that.
0: No one would have thought that, especially with uh his straight that straight boy thirsting after a girl to the point where you pretended to be friends with her dead brother. Like, that's another thing about the musical is that you focus so much on Evan's plot and like whatever is going on with him that there are other things in the musical that are more interesting, like how Evan's mother is trying her. Very Every single best thing to in the musical
1: his- is more interesting.
0: Yes, <laughs> the musical. Oh my gosh! Literally, if, if you, we, like-
1: you, you know, if the musical had been an in-depth look at what it's like to lose someone to suicide and how that affects the family, that's a Tony winning, a Tony award-winning musical right there, yeah. I would have been much more interesting and the longevity, and it would have probably made a good movie musical. Yeah. It would have been a nice blend of both super heavy serious and the music would have been appropriate. Like that would have been an interesting story.
0: And Homegirl was not mad enough when she found out that Evan lied about being friends with Connor. Homegirl should have been
1: committed homicide immediately. She
0: she should have turned that on back on him. <laughs> she should have turned that on back on him. It was like, what? I'm sorry, you lied? I hated my brother. He took his own life. I literally questioned how I felt about him. And you told me that he loved me and he cared about me. But all the things you said that he liked about me, the things you liked about me. Do you understand how that messes me up? Do you understand what that's going to do to me, sir? That level of manipulation? It's not cute. It's not cute. It's not quirky. It doesn't come from anxiety. Like, y'all can't just talk this talk this up to mental illness. This is not, it's not enough. Like, your boy, Evan, he
1: this is some you type shit like yeah the parallels are right yeah there.
0: you falling out that tree there's something else in here mm. it didn't just break your arm bro i'm sorry but something else is going on here you gotta i <laughs> gotta work that out sorry about that great all right do you have anything else you want to say about Darren hansen no okay. no i'm done i'm <laughs> over it i'm over it <laughs> Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is um, man, I didn't want to talk about this movie, but we have to talk about it. Because the amount of like somebody went through hell and high water to make this movie happen. Okay. And then it was cancelled reshot pushed back because of the pandemic and then official release and then everyone was like yeah y'all should have kept this sh- in the bed and the movie i'm talking about is chaos walking oh and- i
1: debated putting that on here i debated <laughs> putting that on
0: here i let me tell you something i saw that this movie was i saw everything people were saying about the movie all the negative talk da, blah blah blah, blah, blah me in my heart I was like this is gonna be the hill I die on this is gonna be the the movie I watch and I'm gonna be like you all hate it I love it I I was convinced I was convinced I would love this movie because I saw y'all put Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley and you all have two young white people and two very successful franchises right now and a film on a YA adaptation I said baby Hollywood thought they were sunk. Hollywood thought they were ready to fly with this. They thought this was a trilogy. They thought this was in the basket, in the bucket. They thought nothing but net with this movie. And you put Nick Jonas in the movie too. You convinced this man to go back to acting after the tragedy that was Scream Queens and all the success he had getting back together with his brothers, even though he's fine on his own. He didn't need his birth anyways. But y'all convinced this beautiful, beautiful man. Who in has fact, a beautiful, the fact beautiful, beautiful that you wife. did that,
1: the fact that you did that. Is punishment mm. already. Mm. The fact that you brought Jones back into acting for this. Mm. Death. Matt's
0: death. Matt McKelson, Mikkel- he got out of retirement. He left his beautiful like cabin in the woods. And he said, All right, I'll hang out with Tom Holland for a little while. Why not? Let me let's see what let's see what it's giving. You know what I mean? So and what did it give? Don't be shy, tell me what it gave. <laughs> the movie Chaos Walking is based off the book The Knife of Never Letting Go. Um, published in May 2008, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, The film is about a mysterious girl Mm -hmm. who crashes on a planet Mm -hmm. where women have disappeared and the men are afflicted by something called the noise where you can hear their thoughts, you can see a weird bubble that pops up in their head. Blah, 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 the girl is there, Tom Holland falls in love, blah, 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 chaos, blah, 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 death, blah, blah, blah. A lot of things happen in the movie. I'm not going through the whole thing. I'm going to say I understand why they put it on the shelves. I understand why they said they didn't want to release it. And I understand why they used the pandemic
1: as a got an like, excuse to not put this movie out. And, and I understand, I also I understand why say- I understand why the budget was a hundred million and the box office was like 26 million. Like it was a mm-hmm. like it sunk.
0: Yeah, I, um, you know, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns, um, lovely scenery, mm-hmm. yes, um, definitely. uh, you know, a lot of, um, no, I don't that know was what it. you want me to say, it that was bad, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to say, done, gosh, okay, bye, like, ah, this movie, I wanted so badly to like it, I wanted it to be my Venom. I wanted, like, critics to hate it and me be like, no, this is genius. This is amazing. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. I wanted to see this movie as my Bright. You remember Bright? Uh, when they came out with Will Smith? Uh, Will Smith. I don't know Will Smith at these movies he's making these days, but, like, a lot of them have been flops. Yeah. Sir, you're rich now. You don't have to make movies anymore, except King Richard. I think that's good. But all the other movies he's been in have been flops. Don't you don't sir. have to
1: say yes to these movies.
0: You don't have to act anymore.
1: Yeah, you make more movie. You make more money on YouTube than you make off these movies. And guess you what? Your YouTube videos are better. Your YouTube videos are better.
0: If you had a dollar for every single view you had on certain YouTube videos, that would be more money than you make off the box office of some of these movies. I was about to say. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> right? I don't know who told him that was a good idea, and I don't know why he paid ninety million dollars to make that tragedy of a film. And whoever but... told him it was a good idea, well, no, it's on site. <laughs> Y'all need to stop lying to these rich people when they say things. Y'all need to start being like, oh, that's so interesting. And they're like, okay. So I'm taking this alliance gate. And I'm like, uh-huh. Wait. No, 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 no. Somebody needs to be in the room to be like, well, man, listen, just go back to Saudi Arabia. And like go win something <laughs> with like this x-rays, this stingrays." Right? like, please stop. Please, please stop. Like chaos walking was bad. Okay. It was, uh... Oh, <sighs> um, Maz McConaughey, he did what he had to do. Um, Cynthia Erivo was there.
2: Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: Um, my, my man, David, um, let me look up his name so I don't mispronounce it. Cause I actually like, I respect him as an actor. David Oyelowo, literally one of the best actors, literally so talented. So amazing. Any one of the movies he's in is either like a hit or it's a horrible miss. Yep. Um, I would like to apologize to Nick Jonas personally, King.
1: You did not From deserve this.
0: You, sir, for the day you were on Camp Rock, I loved you. I I never lost love in my heart for you. Never was. Of course, platonic love because you are married. I'm not creepy like that. But no. like, I want to say if you're if you ever want me to get in the boxing ring with your agent, I'll do it. Fair knuckles, all right. No shoes either. Yeah, because I know I can take him down. All right, I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, there's nothing to really say about this movie. Like, it's not... Okay, okay, this is not really about the movie. This is just about sci-fi films in general. Okay. We don't have to make them anymore. You don't have to make them anymore. A lot of the sci-fi films that have been coming out recently have all been swaps and have all been bad. Yeah. And I know that people think that they're doing something different with something new and something innovative with the story. Any story that you have come, with, come up with has already been done. Stop adopting these books. Okay. Stop making sci-fi movies. Please, Queen, let's just- you no, can just please. say you're talking no. about no no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Stop.
1: No! It's coming and there's nothing we can do about it.
2: Oh my god.
1: What I want to say,
0: maybe we need to take a break from sci-fi films for like a couple years or so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let Dune have it today let dune have its day and then from there we can find something new if you come up with a sci-fi film and it has been done by another movie scrap it immediately Mm -hmm. scrap it immediately expeditiously i don't want another one one woman on a planet and all men one black person and all white people one this and all one person all robots no more. One android in a, in a planet full of humans and the android falls in love with human and da-da-da-da-da-da, space war, da 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 end of extinction. We need to let it go. We need to let it go. We need to regroup, go back to the drawing board. Uh, this film went through several rewrites and
2: it We can enough.
0: tell. We can tell it went through several rewrites. It is very apparent. Yes. Yes. The plot is too simple. The pacing is weird. Um, the action is good. Yeah. A lot of explosions. Um, You know, uh, visual effects. Wow. Daisy Ridley did what she had to do. Tom Holland, he did what he had to do. You know, um, he's a good actor. And a lot of times people want to say that Marvel actors are not good actors because they did the the superhero movies are real movies. He's Mm. a great actor yeah he is a good actor he's a solid actor you know the other movie he was in cherry wasn't as good either but you know what he did what he had to do
1: i was Go going ahead. to bring up cherry but then you brought up <laughs> um, dr maria i was like are we really good dog on the one after i mean another? we can we can though. we can do that yeah um well if we're jumping over to cherry sure. the only thing that i really 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 need to say is that i didn't believe a single sentence that happened in that movie it was so like for something that's supposed to be so grounded and like grit reality, like the horrors of like war, being drafted, um, the conflicts in Iraq, all of that like very real like stuff that like we try not to pay attention to, but is like going on right now on like a daily basis.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How did it feel so outlandish? How did it feel so contrived, I guess is the best way to say it? Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think it's the Russo brothers like no it's the Russo
0: brothers they're not as good as writers or directors as people think that they are and like people are like okay infinity war endgame how many interviews did they go through to explain what the fuck was going on in endgame so that anyone could literally understand what time travel is Maybe pick up the phone and call homeboy from back to the future he'll explain it better Mm -hmm. because I don't need to go on 20 different podcasts to explain to people how my movie works that's the writer's job They should be able to watch the movie and figure out what's going on. I need one interview. I need one podcast, not a hundred. Absolutely. They will, the Russo brothers kit will work for the rest of their life because they'll make any kind of movie. You slap into the trailer, first five seconds, directed, directors from Infinity War, Endgame, instant box office sellout. Yeah. Like first day on streaming sites, numbers out the wazoo. Okay. Everybody's streaming it. Front page of Amazon, front page of Netflix, Hulu, every single bitch. Crackle, Sling, whatever y'all got. Okay. Like it's done. It's a done deal, but they're not. You want to tell me that Sam Russo, John Russo, Jane Russo, um, Luther Russo Vandross is a good writer-director <laughs> when he literally had himself play a gay man in a scene that could have easily been cut for the, China- for the audience in China. Yeah, You want to tell me he's a good director-writer when you killed off the most iconic female character in your franchise and then had another scene with all the female superheroes coming together to take people down. You want to tell me you're a good writer when you have Steve going back to Peggy when he barely knew her and like she was married too like and and
1: and 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 with that with the steve and peggy part oh my gosh and it worked you mean to tell me that not only did mr steve rogers go back in time to get the girl of his dreams but they lived a perfectly happy life sorry excuse me do you know what time period did steve rogers originally come from was it it was like the it was world war one correct or was it world mm-hmm. war two was he was from it
0: was the nazi
1: so world war two okay that's why i thought yeah. so you mean to tell me that this man went back in the 40s to this strong independent woman and with steve rogers ideas growing up in the 30s and the 20s And Peggy being a strong, independent woman who has broken free of all of the, well, not broken free completely, but has risen above the normal caricature caricature of what a woman was supposed to be in that time. And they made it through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s with all of this political unrest, a lot of it having to do, that's where second, third, and beginning fourth wave feminism came in. And you mean to tell me that they lived a a happy, healthy Relationship and Steve Rogers didn't change one bit? Absolutely not. You can't convince me. You cannot convince me that they lived a happy, meaningful life through those decades being the people who they were. That's fantasy. That was the biggest, that is the most unbelievable thing that has happened in any Marvel movie.
0: All right. So I'm reading the plot for Sherry right now. Okay. And go ahead, um, go ahead. Anthony and Joe Russo. I just want to let y'all know that, not that I know your names for real, I got it. Like, show up at the Atlanta Film Festival. Show up. I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Because what the fuck is going on in this movie? First of all, I didn't, I thought it was just a, like, I thought Cherry was just like uh, a mercenary, and it's the trailers and a homegirl from Big Time Rush, the Netflix show. Mm. not netflix nickelodeon show my bad yeah
1: i was like Uh, it's on netflix now but yeah um
0: sierra bravo girl shout out to you She's been in another show where like um, a white boy has problems and like she's like his girlfriend that helps him through the problems. Like, shout out to you for finding your niche. I wish you it, all the it best. Appears,
1: it appears to be a very popular niche right now, so get your bag, sis.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever you as, like, when you get in your next, you know, the movie, the Hulu movie you're gonna be in with Pete Davidson is gonna be killer. I'm just going to say that right now. It's going to be great. Um, a lot of drugs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. Drug abuse is not a cute little plot point. And being uh, loose, being lack, being not very serious about the conversation with drug rehabilitation and abusing drugs in order to move the plot forward for your movie. Shows that your movie is boring, lazy, uninteresting, and uh, damaging and harmful to people who actually deal with and struggle with drug addiction. Hmm. it's a disease, not a plot point. That I was like, like a
1: quadruple homicide right there. Uh, hop, 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 also, hop,
0: hop, hop. also, I just want to say... Um, People doing drugs is to make them quirky and different. And this serious codependency that I already see in the first paragraph in the Wikipedia article is concerning to me. So, Anthony, I don't know what happened to you in your life or how boring your life was to the point that you had to write these ridiculous movies that don't make any sense or don't seem that interesting at all. But maybe we need to go to a writing class. Mm. Maybe we need to do something... Else. You know what I mean? This reminds me of Twenty One Bridges. You remember that movie with Chadwick Boseman? May he rest in peace, where he played a cop. Oh wait, Twenty One and he was Twenty One Bridges. It's Twenty One or Twenty Two Bridges. Oh where yeah, had, like, yeah, yeah. They had like, yeah. to like cut off Manhattan, I think, to find the guy who's like a criminal, who's like his mm-hmm. brother and his friend too.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: If I can tell what the fuck is going to happen in the movie from
1: the trailer, maybe we need to bring it back. Maybe. Maybe that wasn't. Is this an Illumination production trailer? <sighs> like, it's not good. I'm just gonna
0: say that right now. It's um, you know, the guy and the girl being in love with each other um, to the point where like I'm bad for you. You should get away from me. Leave me alone. I would be like, okay, yeah, okay, head. bye. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to therapy. My
1: suitcase is actually already in my car. I was just yeah. coming to grab my keys. I'm gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get my shampoo because you've been using it recently. I can smell it in your hair. Yeah. You can keep the scarf, though. I'm not going to write a 10-minute song about you. I promise. I'm just going to dip and move on with my life. You know, therapy and all that. Because I can move on with things and not hold on to things. Like, I'm not a grown-ass woman. Anyways, uh, I think this movie is bad. And um, I know for a fact that if like this girl actually left him in the middle of the film, he would have gone back to her, chased her down, stalked her, broke down her window or her house, like, I love you, I still want to be with you. Turned up, had her job, beat up her boyfriend that she moved on with, kidnapped her daughter, because that's what men do when they can't process their feelings. Just like in the movie Chaos Walking, the movie, like the in the film, they said that all the women were killed by natives. Oh, natives being savages again. Wow, cute movie trope. Thanks. Mm. And oh, turned out it was the men because men couldn't deal with the fact that women knew men's thoughts and we couldn't hear women's thoughts. When surprise, surprise, I don't need a bubble to know what men are thinking. Yeah. Because y'all, y'all, y'all are stupid. None of All us. Right? Would, none of us would It's pretty oh. obvious. You're oh, men hurting and killing women because women are smarter and more crafty than men. Oh wow, what a foreign concept that doesn't happen in real life. What a dystopian idea.
1: Shut up. The call is coming from inside the house.
0: Shut up. Oh my gosh. Chaos Walking. Who even wrote this movie? Produced by, I don't know, none of these people. Whatever. Directed by, y'all should have left this alone. Y'all should not have made this happen. Lionsgate. Wow. Don't y'all feel dumb. Don't y'all feel dumb for making this happen. I hope so. I
1: hope. I'm going to say, I hope you learned your lesson. I know you didn't. I know you didn't, but I hope you did.
0: Yeah, it's also like dang. Imagine just having your thoughts on display
1: twenty-four-seven. That's mm. see that right there. That's an interesting idea.
0: Also, they can't read. These people can't read for some reason. Why? Why can't y'all read? Damn! Wow. <laughs> Why don't you read? You should read each other's thoughts. Am I right? You oh, are so good. primitive too. Because all y'all are just running around killing things, running around like. <laughs> Why is it that every single dystopian movie, everybody dresses exactly the same? In like brown and green shreds, just like dirty. Because how messy. would you know it's
1: dystopian if they aren't all dirty and wearing the same clothes?
0: Y'all can't shower or nothing. Y'all can't wash your face. It's sad. Just because you're in a dystopian future after the apocalypse doesn't mean that acne has been eradicated. Like, wash your face, please.
1: Sorry, did they turn off all the hot showers? It like, it's not bro, it's my turn now.
0: Oh, women aren't around so y'all don't shower no more? Wow. Okay. Um, whatever. Whatever. Anyways, um, Tom Holland, sir, whatever you're going to do after Marvel, please, dear God, like, read the entire script. Do, like, Re- request the script, read it, and then send it to Zendaya and to see if she likes it. If she thinks it's good, then probably do it, but if Zendaya likes it, send it to somebody else and then check, double check because she read Malcolm and Maria, she thought that would be a good idea. So, you know, I trust her judgment, but, you know, we all see euphoria. Anyways. I
2: mean,
1: I mean, all I'm saying is Tom Holland is currently rocking that no-gel hairstyle and we mm-hmm. all know that Zendaya literally just casually mentioned once she was like, Oh, your hair looks cute with eye gel in it. And he's ran with it for the last like three months. The power Zendaya holds. So first of all, Zendaya, please keep an eye on that boy. Cause he needs a, he needs some help. He
0: looked up to her. As I mean, he could, of as he and literally could. because he's a short man, and she's very tall. I feel well, like, so, short, I feel like sometimes
1: is. we forget that movie stars can still be starstruck by other movie stars. Like yeah. they aren't immune. Yeah.
2: Just because yeah.
1: you're on set with Zendaya doesn't mean that you aren't still going to be like, I'm on set with Zendaya. I am in the same building They're as so Zendaya. Fucking cute. I don't think that would ever get old. They're
0: so fucking you. Oh my God. Yeah. hmm
1: okay is there another movie you want to jump uh jump
0: in on yes um this is going to be my last movie because uh there are a lot of bad movies I watched this year um because I've been trying to like get back into watching movies even though I'm at home most of the time I'm still like watching movies on streaming sites and stuff and um I was going to talk about this movie Thunder Force because it started like uh 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 Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, and they're, like, playing superheroes. Yeah, I like. Yeah,
1: I was going to watch it, and I completely forgot about it. Um, yeah. And then I thing. saw the reviews.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. I feel like when you see, like, that kind of film with, like, those two actresses who are, like, talented, super funny, amazing at what they do, and you see it not do well, it makes me feel like, I just feel like, I feel like there's a missed opportunity, you know? There were so many movies that came out this year with a great cast and a really good concept. But at the end of the day, it just didn't follow through well. And the writing wasn't up to par. Like, the directing or, like, the promotion for the movie wasn't enough. No. And, like, it's just... It feels... I don't like it. I don't like it. I, it leaves something in my heart that's, like, uh, You know what
2: I mean?
1: Which is sad. Because yeah. it's, at the very least, like, base-level idea. It's an interesting idea.
2: Mm. Like,
1: you have... Because, like, we we have men in their 30s 40s 50s like we have batman okay we literally have men in their 40s playing dress up still being a vigilante but like comedic switch like women in their 40s doing it like it's an interesting idea it really hasn't been done before if it was written correctly and like you know well thought out that could have been an amazing smash hit hilarious movie
0: yeah the same with um the woman in the window starring um i was
1: going to bring up Amy a woman adams, the woman yeah. in the window when you mentioned ab adams i mean when you, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you said that ab adams could have played movie i was like i was about to say no she was busy playing a woman in the window <laughs> yeah yeah she was busy honestly that
0: movie with like everything going on with the pandemic it truly that was genius like making that film like the idea the concept of a woman who stays inside all the time Mm -hmm. and that could easily be said within 2020 like so easy and her witnessing a murder. wow like so great again
1: a really cool concept that got a little bit muddled and the reshoots didn't help very much it ended up being convoluted and a little bit confusing and a mess but like the idea that's an interesting idea
0: yeah, and that brings And me Amy to Adams, so
1: talented. She was the perfect person to play that type of role too.
0: Amy Adams is amazing. She's a timeless treasure. I love her down. Also, Anne Hathaway was in a film that was like shot on Zoom, I think it was, but that didn't do well either, which makes me feel really bad. It makes me like, I really do hate, I really I love Anne Hathaway. I've loved her for years. I truly have. She's she's like one of the only white women that I can trust. And I want to watch a movie she's in and like the movie. Mm-hmm. I want to watch a movie with my favorite actors in it and genuinely like the movie and yeah. just love the movie. Not just like it because these people are in the film and trying to defend it. I want to like the movie. I want to like the performance. I want to like the message. I want to like everything about it. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. Y'all make this so difficult. And by y'all, I mean the writers. Because what's going on? What's, there's no middle, beginning, middle, end. Beginning, middle, end. Things yeah. need to connect. Things need to
2: make sense. Do, do, you, need to do we need
1: to go back to like literature class? We have we have the exposition, the rising action, the climax, the falling action, the resolution, the little you know like the the plot chart or whatever it's called. Because we seem to be missing this. We seem to be missing very basic concepts of storytelling.
0: There is there are like ideas for movies and stories that are bad, like having a young impressionable man fall in love with the young impressionable woman and they go on this self-destructive journey of drugs and alcoholism and crime, that's not a smart idea. That's tired and it's been done before. But to have a planet with only men on the planet where men can hear each other's thoughts and they don't read or do a arithmetic and you have a random woman come on the planet and you cannot hear her thoughts and you find out that all the other women died on that planet because men couldn't bear, to could not hear women's thoughts because men want to be perceived as powerful and aggressive and dominant creatures to the point where they become predators themselves and return to the primitive ways when they blame Native Americans for playing on the women because they see them as savages when the men are actually as savages themselves. That's interesting, mm-hmm. yep. That's interesting, but it was handled poorly. That's interesting, but it was handled like trash and the next movie i'm going to talk about this pays me this is the this movie the fact that this was one of the worst movies i've ever seen literally ever seen this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen okay okay the film is called the last thing he wanted it is directed by d reese it is based of a joan didion novel of the same name i've talked about this before we're gonna break we're gonna break it down we're gonna talk about all of it because mm-hmm. all right i love d reese i do she is a um african-american screenwriter director producer she is a lesbian she is amazing she is talented she made the film pariah which is semi-autobiographical film about her life she made Mudbound, which was an amazing movie that she got nominated for an oscar for it she should have won that oscar for it and she has made bessie which is a uh, autobiographical look on Bessie Smith and Queen Latifah started it and I believe she won a SAG award for it. She is talented beyond her years. So when it was announced that she was going to do the last thing he wanted based on a Joan Didier novel where if you know Joan Didier you know that her works of fiction are very complicated, complex, there's a lot of things that go into it, da, 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 da. not mm-hmm. very easy to understand. So to take a book and to make it into a movie is a feat in of itself which you can compare it to Dune where Dune worked but the last thing he wanted did it, and it's not a. It's not to say that D. Reeves is not talented or that she doesn't have the gumption and the gusto to make something complex and you know intricate and everything like that. It's just that the last thing he wanted was not the film that was supposed to be like it was not. It wasn't okay. You have Ben Affleck, you have Anne Hathaway, you have William Defoe, you have Rosie Perez, you have all these talented, talented, amazing people in your movie and an amazing director and netflix pushing it and it's it, it 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 premieres at tiff and people are watching the movie and they're laughing they are confused they don't know what's going on there's a scene at the end of the movie where anne hathaway is shoved off a cliff and she is falling backwards and the audience erupted and laughed when it happened and i cannot imagine being a director a filmmaker where I am watching my film that I have worked so hard on being premiered at this festival with all my peers and people are laughing at. It. I would fight somebody.
1: I would have. I, I would have. I would respectfully disappear into the air and never mm-hmm. be seen again.
0: I. Cause imagine then getting on stage and then people like after people laugh like oh my gosh. So I have to talk about this movie now because I. I have to talk about it. Okay. The last thing he wanted, the last thing he wanted is a film about a woman. She's a journalist. She's an investigative journalist. Um, damn, looking this film up makes me sad because it's a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Oh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that's how bad it is. And like, I know I do the whole thing with Rotten Tomatoes' film criticism. No, it's it's not good. And there, you can't even find the plot summary on Wikipedia. It's one even bothered to fill it out. So... <laughs> It's about um, a journalist in the year of like 1984. And uh, she finds out that her dad is dying. She does to her dad. I think her mom's dead or her mom like disappeared or something like that. And, you know, she is a journalist that goes into heated countries that are in conflicts and wars. She takes pictures and like, she like, like the beginning, the opening scene of the film is her in a writing office. And I think like Mexico or like Cuba, a country like that, and the the place gets shot up like there's a bomb that goes off and her and her friend have to like duck out and leave and like escape into like uh, a luggage hatch or whatever to get on the plane and go home so they don't die because like that's how dangerous her job is that's the kind of journalist that she is Mm -hmm. and she finds out that her father has been directly selling cocaine and drugs through the u.s government to send to central america to start the whole uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, da-da-da-da-da, selling drugs, fueling an election, blah, 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 all that stuff, that she finds out that her father is an arms dealer and he is involved in the Iran-Contra affair. And the movie just follows her becoming an arms dealer, uh, it follows her not knowing what the fuck she's doing. Like this woman is a respective, decorated, intelligent journalist. And she makes so many stupid decisions, one after the other. And you watch her do this and you're like, ma'am, why? What the, what's your problem? Like at one point she tries to get a plane ride and she calls on a phone, on a public phone. And of course some dude from the government who was played by Ben Affleck, goes to see her and she's like how did you find me he's like you used the phone we e- instantly tracked you here like
1: mm-hmm. like girl this, what year is this that like, you think the government isn't constantly listening to basically any conversation you have right you used a public phone and you're questioning how the government found you
0: there is so much to the movie there's so much that happens in the movie that doesn't make sense or is well explained and i'm sure if you read the book it's better explained yeah and it's just it was I think that D-Ree's just bit off more than she could chew. And she saw this as like a way to tell this amazing story that Joan Diddy had created and just tell it through her own perspective and her own means. But it just did not... If if the script cannot tell the story, the actors can only do so much. Yeah. So that's where it starts. And I don't doubt D-Ree's storytelling ability because she has it. She has the gumption and she has the talent. It just fell flat. It fell short and it didn't do well. And it's like, I feel, then, another thing that I hate the most about this is that, like, D Reese was just getting started in Hollywood, and it's so hard for creators of color to like really just like rise in hollywood especially like now people are like oh my gosh hollywood's so much for divorce now like oh my gosh things are like getting better for people of color like there are, have been so many white people that want to complain and why like it's so hard for white creators to like make it in hollywood now because you have to be black or you have to go through some terrible trauma to like get a movie dealer whatever blah 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 please shut up you're lying mm-hmm. that's not true at all and the thing the fact of the matter is that i love dv's down and I truly, the last thing I would want is for this movie to be the reason why she doesn't, you know, continue on in her, like, career, doesn't continue on in her creation, in her filmmaking, you know? Like, she still has some more things that she's doing, um, but I guess maybe she's just taking a break for now, but I, this movie is just, like, I would hate for this film to be the first D. Reed movie someone has, yeah. you know? I know... She still has more things that she's doing. Like she's directing episodes for Masters of Air, which is an Apple TV show. She um, she worked on Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, which is on Amazon Prime, which is a little lesser known. She worked on Space Force, which isn't, she isn't good, but like it's, it's something. Like she's working, you know? So it's not, it's not like her career is over. It just sucks that this movie came out when she was just building momentum, you know?
1: Yeah, this is definitely going to hurt her. Um, like her yes. reputation, her chances for the future. Because I've went, of course, everyone's only going to remember the, the bad movie she yeah. did. Yeah.
0: And it sucks that like Black creators have to be like 10 times better than their other counterparts and 10 times more ambitious to be seen in rooms, to be considered, to be at the table, mm-hmm. and to be like acknowledged and respected. Because Issa Rae is the amazing creator. And like she is like doing wonderful things with her own like like company, her own production company. Like she's made her own record label. She's doing phenomenal things. And also Jordan Peele is phenomenal, incredibly act and comp- he's an incredible director. And there are still people that doubt their vision, their creative yeah. vision, their talent, despite the fact that Insecure is a move, is a show. It didn't get nominated for an Emmy for the first se- season. But it got a Peabody. Bitch, how many fucking shows you watch with a Mm Peabody? Not a lot, ho. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele, his first movie, $4 million budget, made $100 million in the box office the first two months.
1: Yep. And we're still watching that movie.
0: Yes. It was re-released after it got an Oscar. He won that Oscar, and it kept making movie in the box office. Okay? Them theaters are full, honey. Ryan Coogler made Black Panther. The first film to be shown in Saudi Arabia, after Saudi Arabia, banned movie. And,
1: right, and, and, and that is the only Marvel movie ever to win an Academy Award. Black Panther is the only movie to have ever done that. You have people, like 28 movies. How is this the only movie that's up? Hmm. Hmm. Russo Brothers, do you want to answer that one? Do you want to answer that one? Yeah.
0: Y'all running around making every single movie idea that pops up in your head while Ryan Kugler is at home patiently waiting for his time.
1: With his check
0: yes as he should as he should and that's just like there are so many other like amazing black writers and directors and like producers and filmmakers within this industry that have to be like pristine and perfect in their work and one bad project is like it for them you know Mm -hmm. and it's not fair it's not it's not fair And also, it's hard to, like, it's hard to name creators, like, people, like, listen, not a lot of y'all know Black female directors. No. Because they do not get their chance or their due. Regina King, she's coming into her own. She's been in this industry for years, and she's getting the chance to direct out. That is amazing, and that's phenomenal. Dee Reese being a Black director just straight out the gate and being a screenwriter straight out the gate is amazing and wonderful for her, and I don't want her to be left behind or forgotten or tossed to the side i don't want someone to take her seat away from the table like i want her to stay within the know-how you know what i mean mm-hmm. will you name black directors d reese should be the name a name that comes out of your mouth steve mcqueen d reese ryan coogler regina king these people like you need to know their names simple as that so yeah it was like the movie was bad it was a bad movie, and like it made me sad that it was so horrible. Cause like I really wanted to like it, but like it just was a it was a crushing feeling of like you can't always be perfect, and that's yeah. okay. And that's also the fear that like you have all your work has to be perfect so people will take you seriously. Because it's the same thing with like the Chernobyl guy who wrote Chernobyl. He wrote oh, that mm-hmm. HBO movie show mini docu series whatever, yeah. and he wrote The Hangover One Two Three before. All of his other works have less than 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. He has 30 other works on his Rotten Tomatoes page. Chernobyl is the only good thing he's ever made.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: White men getting the chance to fail up in Hollywood when other creators, women, people of color, queer people, have to give you their pristine work, their magnum opus, every single time, even to be considered for award shows and still not win shit. Is the failure of Hollywood? It will be the death of your creativity. Because bitch, I'm tired of these remakes. All right, please. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a wrap.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. Like, I also like as an aspiring filmmaker, I don't want theories to like, you know, I want her to still have that gumption, you know. Mm-hmm. I still want her to keep going. Ugh, oh my gosh. And we need other black creators besides like Ava DuVernay, Tyler Perry and Spike Lee nothing against them, but we need more people of color that have different perspectives on the Black experience Mm -hmm. rather than just like movies that tell you to be a better person or movies that like toe the middle line or films that take stereotypes from Black culture and do it up 10 times more for laughs and jokes to the point where it's not funny anymore or interesting or another freaking film focused so much on like social justice like we love it we love it like queen sugar selma love that medea needs to go in her cast. it spikely love you has boots down but like we need more you know you can't just have the same three people you pull for black direct every single time we need mm-hmm. different ones and i'm glad that jordan peele is staying in within the horror genre and that's what he's going to continue doing and i'm glad that we have N- Nia da costa Along with Ryan Coogler making, like, um, superhero stuff. And that's why, like, we just need to keep that going.
1: Cross our fingers that they don't cut out Chloe Zhao after Eternals. Because she has some good ideas. She has some good work going on.
0: She has some great ideas. And honestly, if they just made Eternals a TV show, Mm it would have worked.
1: Disney, keep her number. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. And it's going to be really embarrassing if you have to look it up.
0: Yeah. That's, That's all I wanted to say. Um... Do you have another, um...
1: Well, since you ended on that note, there's a couple of others that I could mention, but there's only one that I really feel like I have to. Since we Mm -hmm. just talked about how Hollywood will always give these white directors, these white men, more chances, Justice League's Snyder's Cut. You can't pretend that that isn't literally the exact embodiment of what you were just talking about. Oh my god. So here's the thing. I like, at least, not like, this isn't about, like, the movie or anything like that. I like the idea that as fans, we were able to prove or whatever to a company like, hey, we want this movie, make it for us. Like they did the same thing with like Sonic the Hedgehog. They released the first trailers. It looked absolutely terrible. We bullied the production company into redoing the entire CG for the entire movie. And now it's like a pretty like good movie. Like I would legitimately go back and rewatch that movie as like a fun movie. Mm Okay. And we did the same thing with this. However, it was not worth it No, nobody around the bush no um i admire the fact that we were able to bully this company into allowing zack snyder to redo this movie and show like his full vision his full vision wasn't worth watching yeah it was boring it was obviously long it was a lot longer and i don't think that it improved the story really at all. Like if I had seen that one originally, I feel like I would have had just about the same opinion of Justice League as I did seeing the one that was released. How did you take an extra like hour? Like you had to di- like essentially an extra hour, hour and a half inch of footage and you didn't get me to feel a single different emotion. You didn't do a single, that's a whole nother movie. Like 90 plus minutes of runtime that you got to add on
0: yeah. and you did absolutely nothing with it. I want to say, why do people like Zack Snyder?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I have first, no idea. Yeah, no, no, that's a real question.
0: The first Zack Snyder movie I've ever seen was Watchmen, and that was the last one I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I know, I don't care about the excuses. Watchmen HBO is obviously superior in obviously. every single way and form. Mm-hmm. But, um, white men.
1: That was the sentence That's, right there. That was the
0: whole sentence. Some of y'all are actually talented. Like, Dennis V, the director of Dude, Yes, mm-hmm. talented. Um, frick. J.J. Abrams... You are talented, but you're also into nice, so don't try. <laughs> but, like, Zack Snyder, James Gunn, these directors that keep making these superhero movies and keep getting these chances, why? Why? What has James Gunn made, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, that I would like? It's a little too quiet in here, so let <laughs> my question. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, um... I don't have anything to say, really, regards to it. I did no. think that, like, the Snyder Cut, like, um, I don't know. The Snyder Cut, like, it wasn't necessary, and it was also stupid that, like, fans bullied these, uh, whoever to release it. And then he, they did release it, and then it wasn't really that much better. Like, did you really think that his, his cut, the Snyder Cut was going to change anything? Like, it was going to be an entirely different movie? Like,
1: I mean... So I personally didn't think that, but like the way that like Snyder was marketing it and the fact that like it legitimately is like an hour plus longer, like it should have changed the entire movie. Mm -hmm. You literally added a whole other third to your movie. If it doesn't change, that says something about you, honey. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't know. It's just, it was obviously unnecessary, you know? Which is why it's
1: here, worst movies of 2021.
0: Yeah, y'all were doing a lot. And it was
1: just like... It's kind, It's almost a little bit embarrassing that people fought so hard for this.
2: Yeah.
1: We really put in all this time and energy and effort supporting this director, bullying this production company, groveling, crying, screaming that we want this movie. And this was the movie that we got. Imagine that. It could not be me. It couldn't be me. Imagine
0: wanting something so badly and then finally getting it and then being ultimately disappointed about you. Um, I mean I know that feeling, but you know, at yeah. least I didn't like it. I was about
1: yeah. to say that's a pretty common feeling. I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone can relate to that.
0: But like to be to go to the point of like literally mob mentality to receive something that was subpar. That is embarrassing. Uh that is embarrassing. So yeah. Anyways, um I guess we'll enter in the past segment. Yeah. The segment where we talk about the things that we are going to not be seeing as it arrives in theaters or on netflix or whatever will be showing up very soon so would you like to go first i'll try to find my list again
1: so i don't really have a lot like i said i've mentioned christmas movies specifically the princess switch three switched at birth death until we switch vanessa hudgens get her bag something like that i don't know what the name of the movie is um what you're in the princess switch three but also red notice and I it pains Red me. I legitimately like Ryan Reynolds. I like his personality. I think that he's a funny actor. Uh, um and obviously Gal Gadot is in that, uh and The Rock and like it ha- like it's a star-studded cast and it's on uh, Netflix. But it's essential it really looks like it's essentially just like a, a another cop movie. Yeah. And in this day and age, I cannot be openly publicly supporting another cop movie. For the luck mm-hmm. I've never supported Eddie to begin with, but like, it really looks embarrassing now.
0: I think that Ryan Reynolds is going to slow. Like, I love Ryan Reynolds too. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He's a very smart businessman. Yeah. very intelligent. Very much. You so. know, his relationship with Blake Lively is a very adorable, version, oh, it's,
1: very cute. So, it's so good. I love, yeah. it. I love it.
0: I like him a lot. Like, I think he's a great person. Mm-hmm. But I do see that either Ryan Reynolds is going to be America's sweetheart. As people are kind of moving past chris evans like they're going to embrace him as like the good guy or people are slowly going to get annoyed by him to the point where people start hating him
1: i really hope that they just love him
0: yeah like
1: he's unproblematic he's adorable from what we can see from our limited perception he has like an Mm -hmm. actual genuine personality
0: yeah yeah he does why can't we
1: stand someone who's actually like a decent human being for a change
0: also, like Ryan Reynolds is like you actually like you can like you see him in like interviews and you see him in films and movies, and he's pretty decent. I do have to say he kind of does fall into the trap that some actors do where like they play themselves in movies or they yeah. play the same character. Mm-hmm. But he did Deadpool like pretty well. And like you can't really think of I can't really think of anybody else who could play Deadpool as well as he did. No, you know what I mean
1: there really isn't.
0: No, like possibly part somebody of, who was like
1: I think part of the reason why that is is because, like, I feel like Ryan Reynolds, when he got the script or whatever you want to call it, blah, 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 he, like, ran with it and pushed it and made so many choices that now, in our heads, that's what, um, that's what they should be. I mean, that's mm. what Deadpool should be. Because he made it such a definitive, like, not that Deadpool wasn't already like that, but he mm. really brought it to the screen. And he went all out. And so now it's almost impossible to see any other actor doing it because no other actor would have pushed it like that.
0: Mm -hmm. also ryan reynolds is a man that ryan reynolds is the kind of actor where he shows up for the film he does the part you know he learns his lines he does the training the stunt training everything he does the interviews he takes a photo and then he disappears. Mm -hmm. like i knew he had a gin company but what i didn't know is that he sold his gin company for 600 million dollars yeah i did not know that and that's the
1: gin and the gin was good that is good gin.
0: I don't drink, so I wouldn't know. Okay. But what I do know is that this man literally just minds his business. He does the job he needs to do, and then he goes home, and he spends time with his beautiful wife and his gorgeous daughters. And he doesn't, he doesn't bother nobody. He doesn't get in beef with nobody. He doesn't talk to nobody. He gets fake beef with Hugh Jackman. But people like Hugh Jackman, too. So, you know, that's not really, like, a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Hugh Jackman might be friends with Ivanka Trump, but he don't really hang out with her like that. So, you know, also he's a rich white man. So, of course, he's friends with Ivanka Trump. Like, what what is that? What? Like, rich people are friends with rich people. You know what I mean? But Ryan Reynolds is just like, he seems like a very nice guy and just like genuinely humble. But I agree with you on like Red Notice. It feels a lot like the other movie he did for Netflix with Michael Bay. I don't remember the name of it exactly, but I know that Dave Franco was in that movie. And I try to watch like the first 10 minutes of it and I automatically like, this is too much. Too much is going on right now. And I'm at home. I don't care. I don't want to see this. Like, I get that Netflix is trying to push the blockbuster feel, but I don't want to see a blockbuster movie in my living room. I want to see it with other people. You know what I mean? I want to see them in a the big... And I love The Rock. And, you know, Gal Walker Godot, like, she's okay, sure. But it's not for me. Like, no. those kind of movies are not my style. So I don't really watch them, but... You know, shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan who will never be unemployed. And he is he's already like said in interviews that like he doesn't really want his kids to become actors, but like if they want to, they can, but he's not really like pushing them to do that. And I think that's good. Like that's good. In the same way that Will Smith told his kids, like, if you're making money, you're gonna make your own money. You're not making money off of my money, which like good for you. They're still gonna get where they are because of nepotism, but like good for you for like encouraging or encouraging them to try to find the own way. Um at you know least
1: Willow I mean? makes like good music. I, unironically, yeah. completely separate from Will Smith, enjoy Willow Smith's music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, her and Jaded are, like, pretty talented.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. Red Dead is, I'm not going to watch it either. Like, I saw it on Netflix, and I think- It it's became like the number one
1: movie. Like-
0: Isn't it their most expensive one? I think so. Yeah, they definitely made all that money back. They definitely
1: made all It had, had a $200 million back. budget.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah,
1: so, But you know they yeah. made all that money back
0: yeah shout out to ryan reynolds you know am i gonna watch a notice nope no. you know um shout out to him you know stay hungry uh keep that power do the work put in the hours and take what's ours
1: oh my gosh don't say that
0: <laughs> <sighs> i never listened to that song and tiktok shoved it down my throat uh the day i delete my tiktok account is the day i'm free <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll never be free. It stick, <laughs> It'll be, st- it be like a ghost. It'll follow you, whispering TikTok sounds in your ear as you're like brushing your teeth. Wait,
0: Renegade, Ready? I've never heard the baby song in my life. And TikTok is like, oh, you want to hear this one? I was like, no. Thank You'll never be fine. free. You'll
1: never be free.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to go with my path. Okay. It's less, okay. This is a, very serious Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna get serious for a second stop laughing so okay me like when it comes to like tv shows uh i know that people watch and consume media in different ways Mm -hmm. and like when i watch tv i like to watch things that i can relate to or see myself in yeah and so when i heard about squid game i was like okay that sounds cool but i'm not really interested in it and Mm. we were talking about the show and everything and i was like okay and it was obvious that this was kind of like one of those shows with a lot, of, like horror and gore, a lot of death.
1: Very much so. So yes.
0: yeah, I decided to not get into it. But um, of oh gosh, this is so bad. So Monday, not Monday, Sunday. Sunday. Um, I had a COVID scare. I thought that my coworker, my coworker thought her boyfriend was her. Her boy. No, my coworker, their boyfriend mm-hmm. was very ill. Okay. And. Uh, they thought it was COVID, so they got it tested. And I had been like giving her rights to work. I've been giving them rights to work, so I need to get tested as well. Yeah. And I made the terrible mistake of watching people react to Squid Game and then watching videos, um, critiquing and analyzing it. And in, oh, the it scare, be- in the mindset that I was, where I thought I had a deadly disease that was going to kill me, I decided to watch a show. I decided to watch people talk about a TV show. Where people risk their lives to win an insane amount of money and do crazy, crazy childish games to try and win that money because they live in situations in which that money will help them and benefit them immensely. <sighs> I understand that there are people out there who have watched Squid Game and they see Squid Game as simply just a show, as simply just something that you watch and it's you like, it's fine, it's like da-da-da-da, whatever. I don't care. Let me say this right now. Squid Game feels too real for me to act like it's just a show the events in squid game it also doesn't help that squid game is set in the modern day era era and that's set on purpose mm-hmm. i know that's also set in south korea and i know there are things in translation that was um misinterpreted in certain uh translations that being said whatever is going on in south korea is not too far from what is happening here in america especially with the pandemic going on with so many people realizing that companies could easily accommodate people who are disabled, but they simply did not want to because it didn't fit their bottom. How people see these companies that overwork you, underpay you, and have you at the front lines of people who don't want to put on their mask and don't want to respect other people's health and safety and do not consider other people in their daily lives and only think about themselves because American individualism is the thing that's going to kill us all. Mm -hmm. When you see that companies are not going to give you a raise, not going to give you a bonus, not going to give you more time off, not going to give you paid leave, that has caused a lot of people to leave their jobs. And a lot of people are upset by that. But let me tell you something else. You shouldn't be upset at the workers. You should be upset at the employers that are doing the union busting. They're not giving people the proper pay that they deserve. They're not giving people the breaks that they need. Because why am I working an eight-hour shift but I get a 30-minute break? That doesn't make any sense. And these were problems that we had before the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. we're still in the pandemic, even though y'all want to act like it is over. Don't think just because the vaccine is out that we're done. Because there's another variant from South Africa that's already hit the UK. And the US that didn't close flights to South Africa now is eventually going to come to the US. And Joe Biden had the nerve to be like, this is to cause concern, not panic. Shut up, send me another stimulus check. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Every single day you take a video of you and Kamala walking outside. I need y'all to run into Congress and make a bill or something. I don't know, I don't. Squid Game is a commentary on capitalist society and how it wears us down as the workers, as the people who run the society, who who try to benefit from a society that is run by overseers, the top 1% that are our employers, that are heads of corporations, that are people that overprice insulin that people need to live, mm-hmm. that overprice medications that people need to live, that withhold health care from people and mark up the prices for a simple ambulance to come to your house and bring you to the hospital so that you can get a checkup. The fact that there are people still dying from COVID to this day, and it took me three hours to figure out where I could find a testing site for free. Why was it so hard for me to get tested for a disease that could literally kill me? This shit should not be that complicated, that hard. Like these things need to be accessible to people. And it's not even just COVID. Obviously there are other things within the capitalist society that we could talk about. But what I wanna talk about, what the one thing that really gets under my skin is these YouTubers, especially Mr. Beast. yes, I'm looking at you. I don't care how much money he donates to charity. I don't give a fuck how many tests he gives to his friends. I don't care. You wanna make a squid game? And make a whole little YouTube video, whatever. You want to make a squid game makeup tutorial? You want to do a little squid game fun little interaction? You want to have squid game parties with your little friends? And then be like, oh, this was a fun show. It was an interesting show. I look at that show and I see myself. All right. And that is horrifying to me because I think about water protectors that had to try to stop line three and it was built anyways and how it is destroying our water. I think about climate change and how there are corporations and billionaires polluting this earth that we are going still living in and how by 2050, when I am possibly going to be, I don't know, 40, 50 years old, how this planet could not be here and how I have to consider that. That is what capitalism is doing to our planet and doing to our lives. And y'all all want to act like oh, it's just a show. Y'all want to sing the song. Y'all want to have the little girl on your t-shirts. Y'all want to talk about how hot that girl was with her eye and her lips or whatever. And I'm looking at the show and I'm thinking about how I would not be able to sleep because someone would literally stomp on my chest so that my ribs could puncture my lungs and I will die in my sleep. Like, this is not cute to me. It's not a joke to me. And you may think I'm doing too much. I'm being overdramatic, blah, 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 whatever. I am thinking about how there were people literally being scooped up by this game and being recruited by that handsome man. Yes, he was hot. That doesn't matter. Everyone in the show is hot. We're moving on. Every people being recruited by that guy and these people going missing. And I saw somebody on the internet make this defense of like squid game could never happen because the police would stop it. What the fuck are you talking about? The police, the police aren't Batman. The police do y'all not remember Breonna Taylor and how those people went into her house, killed her, and then tried to frame her boyfriend for her murder, but we know there are three cops that did it. And you know why they did that for? Gentrification because they were trying to tear down her neighborhood and then rebuild it so that the white people could move in and they're trying to take people out of those neighborhoods and they're doing that in other places too they're doing it in Atlanta right now with mm-hmm. a terrible homeless crisis in Atlanta where they're trying to take people out of the neighborhoods that they've grown up and lived in their whole life tear those buildings down, rebuild new ones, put in a fucking Chick-fil-A and Whole Foods and let the white people move in and displace the black people that have been built, living there for years, that built the culture within that, that city, within that country, within that state and and it's not cute like it's not cute you know you want to have your little uh squid games in real life when well, some of us are playing squid games in real life if you look at squid games as just a tv show or just an idea for your content i am looking at you as the overseer i am looking at you as the person with the black mask on. all right it is like and also like you have to think about squid games and how like there are people who In the Squid Games itself, there were the people playing the game and there were the guards. And the guards weren't even that different from the people playing the game either. The only thing that was different about them was probably like the colors they were wearing. But even the guards were at risk of dying as well if they step Mm -hmm. out of line or they say too much. And I know there's a season two, and I know that's in development. And I don't care because I'm not going to watch it. I didn't even watch the first season. I just watched a bunch of analysis. Mm -hmm. I know that people think that girl is cute. And I know that people are inspired and like they want to wear that for like Halloween and blah, 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 whatever. I think that America needs to bring in financial literacy classes into the classroom and media literacy classes so that y'all can look at the things that you are watching and understand that what is right in front of you is reflecting your own life and how you need to wake up and gain some class consciousness to what the fuck is going around in the world today. Because it's a TV show, sure, but it doesn't feel that far off.
1: Well- like if you want if you want to jump in and make this like a a serious serious like conversation um then there's a few points that we need to bring up really quick one the amount of money that the like the winner of the squid game or whatever um Mm -hmm. the amount of money that they win isn't even that much when you translate into american currency usd it's only 38 it's like 39 million dollars which sounds like a lot to us but if we're going back to something we referenced earlier Zack snyder to finish his director's cut was given 70 million dollars so it's one not even that much we just talked about ryan reynolds selling his whiskey company not his whiskey Mm -hmm. his gin company for 600 million dollars so the amount that they're fighting for is the amount of money that we freely throw away to a white director because people are complaining they want to see his movie double that so it's really like they're fighting for their lives for amount of money that yes would change their lives but is chump change when it comes to what we're actually doing in America. That's throw away money. That's like, oh, people are whining. Here, we'll give you that money, finish your movie. Like we give away that much money without even a second thought. Also, also, um, shoot, I, I completely forgot the second point I was going to say because that, that always made me really mad. Oh, there, there we go. The media literacy and all of that stuff, they don't want that. Like the you said how it should be brought into the school system, like financial literacy and media literacy and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's literally what they don't want, because if we are more aware of what's going on, we're more likely to fight against it.
0: The same thing with critical race theory. Yeah,
1: as long as we mm -hmm. are like ignorant or unaware or like whatever you want to call it, that's the only way this keeps functioning. Like you can argue like that um, our public school system is designed to just create workers because. Amazon I'm just using Amazon as an example because like you know it's it's big because Amazon doesn't need smart people it just needs drones it needs work like drones doesn't like people who aren't thinking drones is just like manpower. That's what it needs so that's what our school systems are going to produce because that's the only way America will continue to survive or like whatever you're going to call it is if we have literally millions of people doing ground-level work for big companies. So why mm-hmm. would they ever educate us on how to be better or why this is wrong if that literally would mean the death of them?
0: Yeah. It also reminds me of how, like, I was reading the study the other day about how, like, if communities, if you invest more in communities, then crime goes down and education is better. Mm-hmm. But that also means that there's less of a need for police officers to yeah. be there in the community to protect communities from criminals. But the criminals come within community itself so when you're trying to protect a community you're also against it and that draws that like thin blue line the cops constantly cross and don't even like consider when they're putting on their badge and their uniform and all that stuff and it's just exhausting to think about how like if you pay people more they will live better lives if you give people an equal opportunity to receive an education as everyone mm-hmm. else does they will be able to have access to jobs that pay them yeah, more absolutely But you want to have this divide within like
1: and more importantly they just want like it's kind of sad that all boils down to the same thing all of it boils down to just money like there have been recent uh investigations going on in studies talking about how like with covid because like obviously it's bringing um like diseases and all that sort of stuff to the public eye and everyone's talking about it now. Um, And there have been several people uh, who work at like the CDC and the World Health Organization who have been interviewed and they're saying that although, yes, vaccines and stuff like that, curing diseases, stuff like that is very good for community and very good for individuals and very good for society, it's terrible for business. Because guess Mm. what? Healthy people don't need your help. Yeah. And so they are openly like, You can look up the states easily admitting that there are times where um, maybe not directly through COVID, but in in the past where higher ups have purposely withheld information or withheld vaccines or cures diseases because they'll make more money if they do. That's what comes down to Any Any issue in America, in really any country really, can be boiled down to why do we still do it this way if it's so about money. Always money. It's always money.
0: Yeah, it's like it does suck when you <laughs> ignorance really is bliss.
1: It really when you is. Think about it. Yeah. Do you know do you know how much I would pay to be stupid for the rest of my life? So much money. Gosh. So much money.
0: It's it just sucks when like you simply want people to live a good life and then there are people with like more power influence than you that see that as a threat to their own well being. It's 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 ass. Mm-hmm. It's ass. It's just, it sucks ass. I hate it. I truly do hate it here. Like, I currently work at a job where I am supposed to be on salary. And in my opinion, I should have been on salary like a month ago. But my boss, who isn't even here or not presently around, has like withheld it so I could prove myself to him, despite the fact that I am literally the only other person that offered to take the up position. The only person who is there available for the position, the only person that he knows that can do the position well and is doing it better than him. And I've Mm. still been withheld the salary, which I will receive in two weeks, which is great. But like I could have received it earlier. And I think about all the things I could have done with my money if I received it earlier. And the last thing I want to do is like beg for money that should be mine. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it and it doesn't matter like i know that there are people out there who like their job and like their boss that's fine that's okay okay like whatever but you can't ignore the fact that like we're all just like trying to be we're all just trying to do better be better it's hard to do that when your club's in the machine and the machine is like working against yeah yeah i mean and it sucks even more because like these like i know that people like mr beast i don't care i see him as an overseer. Like you cannot look at oh, Mr. Yeah, Easton. I, I completely cannot...
1: agree with you. He hundred percent is.
0: Yeah, like you can't tell me that he wouldn't be in the fucking box seat with that gold mask on, watching those people walk on glass, hoping that they don't fall and die. Like the whole like the dude that was in charge of the games kept talking about how it's equal, equality, how everyone gets a chance. And literally when a man who worked in a glass factory for years and years and years could tell the difference between the thin glass and the tempered glass, he shook the lights to make it harder on them. Mm. like is that equality is it no Hmm. and also to receive that much money would instantly put you in a tax bracket that would make you forget about where you came from and then how quickly someone would want to oversee the games after going through something as horrible like the, the switch that goes in people's brains, the second they make enough money, they feel like that they are better than you and they forget where they came from. And they feel like, well, you just have to work hard and hustle like me. No one should have to hustle. No one should have to work 60 hours a week. No one should have to break their back and their legs and their arms and sacrifice having a good life and joy in order to make money in order to survive. Like mm-hmm. there are always these memes on the internet that are like, what if you had to work 60 hours a week? for three years and you could live peacefully the
1: rest of your life, would you do it? We're working 60 hours a week consistently now, already. And we're not going to live good for the rest of our lives. No, we're not. Poverty is a
0: trap. Like what do y'all not think? Like, oh, well, I got out of it. So you can too. Baby girl, there are like a thousand of us in here. Two people get out at a time. What the, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Huh? What's clicking? What's not clicking here? Tell me, tell me. Because like, I know each time I get my paycheck, I think of all the things I need to put towards my paycheck. Mm-hmm. And then if my car breaks down, if I have to like help my parents out with a bill, if I like get sick, my paycheck is gone and I have to wait the next another week or so because I get paid biweekly in order yeah. to mm-hmm. like see what I can do with like, it's not simple. Life mm-hmm. is not simple, cut, dry, easy. Like everything is very much in a gray area, but there are certain things that are in black and white. And what is clearly black and white to me is that, capitalism is a hellish society that we live in and this shit ain't funny no more this shit is bananas B A N A N A S. this shit is bananas and i'm tired of it i'm sick of this shit all right and i understand why people go to the gas station every single day and buy like 10 lottery tickets to try and win 10 dollars a hundred dollars $1 a million dollars like i get it i understand it but like it would be just so much easier and so much simpler if you would just pay people better and just like like, eh, like just stop, please. Gosh, like fuck your bottom line. Like fuck you in your yachts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why, like, let's not eat the rich. Let's 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 starve the rich. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It'd be kind of funny. Seen,
0: and I've been seeing this on TikTok a lot where people are talking about the great resignation, how a lot of people are leaving their jobs and quitting their jobs easily because they do not want to work for poverty wages and they do not want to be like treated like trash. By managers and by their customers, and I hmm. fully respect that, hundred percent. Like I fully I'm very,
1: I'm very excited stuff. to like. Well, I I feel like excited yeah. maybe with the wrong word, but I'm very happy that I'm living through this time period where like we're quitting, we're quitting. Like someone brought this up on TikTok, how like um a lot of times like Gen Z will quit a job for any reason because they're mm-hmm. all paying minimum wage and everyone's hiring. So if they don't like one thing about this job, I'm gone the next day. I'll go yeah. somewhere else. Because everybody wants me right now, so I might as well find the job that's the absolute best that I actually like. Since all 500 of these companies are hiring, why do I have to work someplace that I don't like when the place right across the street is also hiring? And I'll try it out over there.
0: Like, anytime I go into the drive-thru and I see a sign that says, please be patient with the people who actually showed up for work today, I'm like, take that sign down. Take that sign down, all right? If I show up at a McDonald's and it's closed because everybody quit the next day, shout out to y'all. Yeah. All right? I'm going to bother Chick-fil-A, but shout out to y'all. Maybe not Chick-fil-A. Also, let's like, be
1: realistic. The people who are going to be patient are the people who are going to be patient no matter what. Yeah. Like anyone who's ever worked in any type of retail, fast food service industry, guess what? They're are, like 99% of the time, always patient. You wouldn't have had to say a single thing.
0: Like the other day, I went into the drive-thru for 15 minutes. I watched like three different cars leave the line because they couldn't wait a second to get their food. And like- That I seems didn't... like
1: time management issues on yeah. their side actually that seems like you don't know how budget your time very well
0: mm, like i'm fine with sitting in this car waiting on you i don't care like you need to like whatever y'all be doing y'all can get it done i'm not in a rush i'm not trying to i'm not rushing you out of here all i want was a burger it's not mm-hmm. that deep it's not that serious we in the drive-thru we're not at the we're not in the waiting room okay it's fine i'm okay with waiting 10 minutes to get a co- double quarter pounder it's absolutely okay. <sighs>
1: yeah it'll still be hot when it gets to me <laughs>
0: yep It's still going to get to me. It's the same thing. It is every single time. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I wanted to say. I was just, I was irritated because, like, I saw a tweet that somebody had tweeted out talking about comparing, like, Mr. Beast's good Games to, like, the show. And I just wish people on Twitter would, like, shut up. (laughs)
1: Like, <laughs> yeah that's the sentence right there
0: <laughs> i wish
1: i wish i wish would, would shut up, up would shut but up. i
0: also wish i had like the power within my throat within my fingers to type to you log the fuck off and you would simply do it i wish i had that power within my hand to tell y'all to drop it and y'all would listen or i could just run down to your house and steal your wi-fi router and then you could just lose all your data i would rather do that i would rather run up your data that's what i would do yeah that's um <clears throat> Also, like, I don't know what they're going to do with season two, and I know I'm not going to watch it, but I also know that it just didn't sit well with me. It just sits in my heart. It's heavy, and it's like, mm, this doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel good. And, you know, shout out to the creator for making what he made, but also this show felt too good. You know, it was like, it felt like, it felt, it feels like a Truman Show kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? Mm-hmm. So... Now I feel bad that I said that, wow. I'm going to go disassociate for the rest of the day so I know how to think about this.
1: Probably a good idea. <laughs> hey, I'm not thinking about this for the
0: rest of the day, no. Anyways, uh, that's going to be it.
1: Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, thank you for listening <laughs> to that 25 minute rant oh we had at the gosh. end that had nothing to do with movies whatsoever Jesus. and just with how shitty everything Jesus. is right now.
0: Oh Lord man we I need
1: the wait or- though you need to say that you need to because if you just bottle it up inside that only makes it worse
0: oh gosh we can all have an existential crisis together Yeah. Yeah. All right. Guys, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of I've been meaning to watch that. If you like these episodes, if you enjoy what we talk about, please feel free to follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, listen to us wherever you find podcasts, Mm -hmm. rate us on Apple podcasts. Let us know what you think. uh, Share with your friends, share with your family. If you have any suggestions, feel free to drop it in our Instagram uh, comments or DMs, whatever you'd like to do and yeah that is it for me if you ever want to like find us me or glenn our socials are in the description as they
1: always are and yeah uh you have anything else you want to say glenn before we sign off um don't watch squid game season two question mark (laughs) because if season Uh, one made you mad season two will only make everything worse guaranteed
2: absolutely absolutely the one thing